Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him for the first time ever, George Scorsis, CEO, Executive Chair at WeedMD, trades in the venture of the stock symbol WMD. For our friends in the US, WDDM, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 4WE. For those who are new to the story, and that's going to be a lot of you because this is our first time we're covering them, WeedMD is a federally licensed producer and distributor of medical direct-to-patient and Canadian adult-use cannabis. Supporting all that, all that is one of the nation's top five largest cultivation platforms. So when you put it all together, they've got a world-class vertically integrated platform. A little bit of info on the medical cannabis side, they're a market leader. Their Starseed Medical brand has exclusive access to about 350,000 patients. That's thanks to an exclusive partnership with Leuna, the largest construction unit in Canada. Uh, on the consumer side, their two, pro their two brands are, are award-winning. That's Color Cannabis and Saturday Cannabis, often one of the most searched for brands on OCS.ca. And all of that has turned into financial success because they just put out their financials uh, $29 million in revenue for the full year into 2020, up 41%. And Q1 revenue came in at $12 million, up 72%, sequentially 40% year over year. So they're hitting it out of the park. George, welcome to the show. Hey, George, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, thanks for imparting your energy on me. I, I'm excited to be here. Well, it's exciting when you got a company in the cannabis space that's vertically integrated actually you know, succeeding. So let's talk about that. Before we get into the numbers, the specifics of it, how happy are you as a CEO with what you guys were able to record for the year and for Q1, generally speaking? Yeah, I think last year was reflective of a year of transition. Ultimately, I think that, you know, when you, when you take a look at what our revenue was last year, and you mirror it to just even our first quarter, you can see the trajectory that we're on. Last year, we took a lot of steps for optimization, efficiency, automation, um, getting our SGNA under control and refining it. Um, and this year, we started January really hot and coming in with all the pieces in place and the foundation in place. And you saw that we released 12 million. When we look at our peer group, um, we, we excelled far past what our peer group would do in the micro cap space. And um, we were quite happy with it. And we're on an even stronger trajectory for Q2. All right, because that's a question I wanted to ask you. Was that $12 million for Q1 an outlier? Because that puts you on a $48 million run rate. But it sounds like you guys are, are, are expecting to do even better in the second quarter. Yeah, George, when you have the foundation, the processes, the systems, you get in the zone. It becomes more of a rhythm. And um, Q1 was an outlier. It's, it's not a fluke. It's actually, you'll see a consistent quarter over quarter growth basis coming from what we've done. You don't build brands overnight, you don't build quality overnight, and you don't build distribution overnight. But when they all hit together, that's when you start generating proper revenue and top line. What you need to do ultimately is also have cost containment. And all of that has really fallen into place in Q1. And um, uh, with confidence, we're gonna do it again in Q2. So fair to say that you guys now hit that inflection point because I'm glad you brought that up. It's not just revenue top line. There are many reasons why a top line can grow and not always for the healthiest reasons, right? You could be exchanging four quarters for a dollar. Clearly you guys aren't doing that. But at the same time, your kilos, your kilograms harvested. 
up 88% to just under 34,000 kilos. The weight, I love this, the weighted average cost per gram decreased by 42%. So hitting on all cylinders, is this, you've left the past behind and now you're an inflection point where you're on a complete different path? It, it's not about growing at all cost. And I don't just mean growing and cultivating. I mean, growing your entire enterprise. Right. It's about growing with discipline. And um, if I can leave one remark to everyone, it's what we've done really well. Everything we do, every cost in this organization is, is really, it's evaluated properly. It's made sure that it brings accretive value to the business and that it's just not a lost dollar. It ultimately becomes to us is, you know, every dollar that we put in needs to be several dollars put out. Um, and because look, we're responsible um, to the entire marketplace. The marketplace isn't what it used to be. It's, you can't fool the marketplace anymore and you can't fool the shareholder. And it's not about putting out big headlines anymore. It's not about, you know, um, the press releases. It's about results, um, you know, and, and we've done a lot of things that, you know, probably weren't that appealing to many people from a, from a press release standpoint, but from a business standpoint, they made complete sense. Um, you know, we've, we've cut uh, SGNA SGN down significantly. Um, we're not doing our outdoor where a lot of people continue to pursue an outdoor grow and really the market's calling for less biomass, but more quality. Um, you know, we're hyper-focused on medical where a lot of people have abandoned that place and that's really a unique selling proposition for us. So for us, we're doing things that make the right business sense and um, ultimately the results will show. So let's talk about that because you've got the medical side which seems to be the strongest side of the, of the company, but I want you to talk about that. And then we've got the, the consumer brands, uh, the, the adult use. Uh, for, people, for people who are new, uh, I don't need you, you don't need to go into some deep dive dissertation, but help people understand why you guys are so strong on medical. Let's talk about that first. Because uh, a lot of people, you know, George's cannabis can claim to be in medical at the end of the day, but you better have some real pillars and you guys have those pillars. What, what makes you guys so strong on the medical side? Yeah, so well, what's unique about ours is that the Leuna portfolio or the Leuna, um, the Leuna Labor Union is, is actually exclusive to us and we provide them with medical cannabis. The ethos of what we did and why we started this was obviously there was a growing opiate crisis. And I don't think too many people can actually um, not acknowledge that uh, laborers' day-to-day -day work is extremely strenuous. And what we wanted to do is mitigate, obviously, opiate use by giving them a safe alternative. Right. So we do have an exclusive with um, Leuna, and we have over 300,000 lives as the potential environment that we can service. What we do is we provide them medical cannabis, but we also provide them from front end to back end services. Everything from making sure that they see the right physician to making sure that they get the right cannabis format for them to assist them. Because it's not just about combustibles and flour. They may want topicals and we offer all of that. So what makes it real unique to us is it's all covered by their insurance provider. So it's extremely unique. If you look at the, the medical space in Canada, it continued to decrease and the average spend was anywhere between seven to $900. Most of these individuals have anywhere between 2000 to 2,500 annualized coverage. So the value of that patient is three, four times what the average medical patient is. In addition to that, it's a captive audience. They exclusively work with us. 
The other thing that's unique about us is our medical platform has grown. If you saw it last year and you took a look at our medical platform, we only had about six or seven SKUs on our website. Now we have 35. So we have everything from flour to vaporizers to transdermal patches soon to offer those that do not want um, combustible devices. So it's a larger array of what we have, but it's, it's a real unique platform on how we work with this, these individuals from front to end and give them that white glove service, but also how it's paid insured. And normally I'd say there's good and bad with a relationship like that. Great because they're a big customer, but bad because they could leave you at any time and you're vulnerable. But in the case of Leuna, they believe in what you guys are doing so much that they own approximately 30% of the, just under 30% of the company, right? That's right. So not only do they, not only are they our largest customer base, they're also our largest single shareholder, um, which means they're invested. So they're, they're invested far beyond just having interest, interest in the cannabis industry. They actually have interest in what we're doing and the services we're providing to the actual laborer. And that's the difference. They're fully invested. It's not just a monetary transaction to them. They're invested in the whole ideology of how we're helping people get better in a healthier way. You've got access to 350,000 or so, mostly from them, but some other unions and so on and so forth. But it's gonna take time. Uh, so I'm assuming there's more growth left in that group because as you're saying, you're giving white glove service, you're not just sticking a product on an e-commerce platform say, if you wanna order it, order it. You're giving that white glove service saying, hey, George, this is what you need. Hey, Mary, this is what you need. So how far do you think you are in the penetration of that massive, you know, that massive database? Yeah, we're, we're actually just scratching the surface, wow. surface because if you think about this, George, you know, we have a we have a very large base right now. But think about what is covered. It's not just the primary patient, which is the labor, but it's also the primary patients. It could be their partner. It also could be their children that are over 18 years old. So every household isn't just that one individual and every household also has separate needs within that household. So think about the ex just, just how diverse our offerings are, the different levels of penetration, but just even with the laborers union, we do have approximately another 30 to 40% growth in terms of conversion. And for us, um, that's where we're really going to win. It's not about us increasing the base. It's about us converting that base. And lastly, on Luna, if I'm not mistaken, they give you growth also in the U.S., correct? Because they, uh, they've got another uh, 2 million or so members down the U.S. that could uh, one day follow the same path? Yeah, that's right. So that's the intriguing thing about us. So when, when, when you expand internationally, you don't just expand and you go with a, a CapEx heavy model. That's just, it's, it just doesn't work anymore. Um, you don't go to start building facilities. You need to have something unique and um, enable to, in, in order to go to these other markets. So for us to go to other markets, um, we have a medical platform that makes sense. So if you look at most of the international markets, and I'll touch on the US in a second, both UK and Germany, which are pretty prominent markets um, globally, they're both medical. So think about this, we can adapt our platform and move into the into both of those. But in the US, we already have a base, we have over 2 million people, um, 2 million lives that are actually part of the Luna family. And when the regulations do change, it's about us taking our platform and just moving it to the south. 
So discussions are already taking place and um, it's something we're excited by. Also, despite the fact that medical is legal in a lot of states in the US, you can't quite, you can't quite take the platform down there yet because you need some kind of federal uh, legislation to sign off on? Yeah, that's right. So we do need federal legislation to pass for a couple of reasons. One is obviously our TSX listing would, would, it would put us in, um, it would put us offside with the TSX. But secondly, um, we do want to be compliant with our partners and our, and our partners do yeah. work with the federal government. So we, we do want to wait until that, that uh, legislative, legislative matter moves over. Well, the great thing is you've got more than enough business to get done in the meantime. Sounds like you're just waiting for that to get going. So let's talk about, and if you can, let's talk a little bit about the uh, consumer use, the, the adult use side. Uh, you're hitting it out of the park there too. You've got award-winning brands and you've now got the product in over 1,100 locations, correct? Yeah, so 1,100 locations um, that we have versus 225 last year at this time. So our growth is pretty expansive, 350% increase. And, you know, to win in adult use, it's about brand development. It's about distribution, but it's the most important thing is quality of product. And I think on all of those metrics, we continue to grow. So let's talk about your balance sheet finally, because you're going to grow. You've got to have the financial resource to do it. And two years ago, three years ago, that wouldn't have been a problem. Anybody with a, with a PowerPoint deck was getting money thrown at them. But now the market is finally starting to pick the winners and the losers. And they're, they're letting the losers die. It seems like the market has said yes for WeedMD because you've closed some pretty strategic financings. Yeah, so we closed the bot deal for $17.5 million to bolster our uh, cash balance. We were already sitting on a strong cash balance before that, but we took an opportunity with, um, with the upswing in the marketplace, and it was the right thing for us to do to, you know, to, to have enough you know, gunpowder for the future if we needed it um, in terms of potentially working with strategic acquisitions or um, ultimately to build our platform. Neither right now are necessary. Um, we are in a mode that we're being disciplined. Like I said, it's about cash containment right now and not burning and working in discipline. So we do have a good cash position within the organization. Um, and uh, again, we also have a very strong key shareholder. Our key shareholder um, has, um, has over a $7 billion fund under assets. So, so that's a strong lead shareholder that we have. So cash our cash position is one of our strong points of our organization. Um, there's no need for us to raise capital right now in the market to create further dilution or to do it at, um, you know, with it within a market of volatility. That's that's one of our strong points in the company. How do you see the market for, you know, uh, look, well, a big part of this is not you're not just a business, you're a stock. And we're not going to talk about stock price projections or anything like that. But, you know, how do you see the market? Because you're an industry stalwart. One thing a lot of people may not know is you've had really great successful exits where you were started, you've started from the ground floor and had some great exits. So you really have great uh, vision on all this. How do you think the market starts to uh, treat cannabis stocks? It seems like we went to that lull that we had a bit of a, a really fast start and then a correction again. Uh, where do you see the market going from here in general? How, and, and how does it start separating winners from losers? What are the metrics? Yeah, let's be, let's be honest. Losers are gonna self-select out of the market. It's like evolution. And, um, and uh, I hate to sound so harsh, but um, capital is not so easy to come about for many of these groups that just have been burning capital 
uh, year over year. And uh, un unfortunately, we're going to continue to see this trend in, in the case that, you know, we continue to see insolvencies of what I would call the small cap or the mid cap, um, you know, outside of the canopies, the chronos, the aphorias that are heavily cashed up. I would say that the most of the other um, licensed producers in the space, if they don't, if they don't run um, a good playbook on how to be profitable, then they're going to run out of cash. So I call it self-selection. But I think outside of that, I think what you're going to see is most of the peer group that we're sitting in, um, they're actually either falling off or they're being there's a lot of consolidation in the space. And, and I'm just about to ask you that, does yeah. that create opportunity for you because you are strong, you are stable, and you think that would create opportunity for you to be able to pick off some great assets and pennies on the dollar, or maybe even entire companies? Yeah, so that's exactly what we're looking for. And, and for us, we have two really good platforms. We have medical, and we have both our adult use. And we're not desperate to make any transactions, but right. we're constantly watching for the right opportunistic transactions for our business and our shareholders. And I can tell you Cantex, for instance, that we announced um, just yesterday was a great opportunity. You know, we want to put aspects of our business in that are creative. We don't want to buy businesses because they have a million square feet. We already have enough square, fo square footage of cannabis to grow. Um, it's about really offering the consumer something different and addressing their needs and when we see those opportunities, we are going to be opportunistic. So consolidation is going to happen. Look, you saw it with 48 North. You saw it, you saw it with, um, with, with a few other ones in our peer group over the last few weeks. And, and so you're going to see consolidation. And consolidation is necessary, especially when your cash position is deteriorating quickly. We're not in that position. We would rather be in a position of acquisition versus being acquired. And I want to talk about that Cantex just a little bit because you, since you brought it up and you're so right about how you guys are positioned, it's, it's clear as day to me. But what I like in the, in the press release, there's a quote that says the Cantex team is nationally regarded as one of the premier leaders in genetics validation more recently for its craft cultivation uh, and solventless full spectrum products under their brand. The, clearly, they're a great company. Is this an example of how you guys were able to get a a more fair deal without, you know, as opposed to two, three years ago, a company like this might've been going to crazy valuation. Here's an example of where you're able to, uh, you know, uh, pick up a company for a, a fair price. Yeah. And, and I would say a fair price is, is the right term. Right. Um, you know, when we, when we looked at this, George, we, we saw a couple of things. What do we need as a company, as an organization, ultimately to be successful moving downstream? We knew that we had a great medical platform. We know we have a great adult use platform, but how are we going to continue to win on both? So when you take a look at this aspect of the business, Cantex has one of the best tissue culture um, programs that I've ever seen in my entire life. So that helps us from both our adult use and our medical because it will enhance the quality of our product. They also are designated as a craft grower. So think about this for a second. I always use this parallel. Think about for many of the viewers who, who live within Ontario, when you walk into a liquor store, there's definitely, there's always a vintages or a vintages section. Within that vintages section, it is very selective in who makes it. You need to be qualified to be within that vintages. They have craft designation. 
So what that allows us to do is rather than everyone else who's fighting for what I call the value brands, we don't want to fight at that because it's a compressed margin marketplace. We want to move up into the premium and craft category. So this also allows us now with our Saturday to be at par, what I call 100 index, then with color, slightly higher index, and then we go into the premium category in the craft. So it allows us to play in more categories. The third piece is we do not have the capabilities today to do solventless extraction. We do CO2. Again, another- For people at home, what's the importance of solventless extraction? Because 99% of us, including me, don't understand the distinction, but clearly it's important. Yeah, no, it is clearly important because it's actually the derivatives that you can make is the easiest way to do it. You know, CO2 and, and yeah. solventless is just two different formats, but solventless allows us to get into what I would call other concentrate markets that are growing quickly, such as the hash market. So we'll be able to produce premium hash by acquiring them. So it allows us to be in more segments with higher quality, higher margin products, but also the core of their business the tissue culture and genetic aspect is going to help both our adult use and our medical platform. You're expecting that deal to close. It said mid-year, uh, if I recall from me, the press release, and we're almost a mid-year now. We're June 1st. So you're expecting this. This could be a pretty tight close. You'll have it done by the, by the end of the year, by the end of June? Yeah, I'm suspecting that um, we're going to get this deal closed fairly quickly. We've been working on this for quite some time. We've got to keep in mind, we've been working with this group for over a year. So there isn't, you know, we, we both know each other. We know the cultures of the organization. We know our ways of working. We know our SOPs. These are all the things that get in the way sometimes of transactions. And uh, we've had a friendly relationship with them for over a year. George, you guys are hitting on all cylinders. And if we could, uh, we could take an hour easily to keep diving into WeedMD. But I think this is a great place to kind of stop this one here because uh, it's clearly it's clearly shown you're at an inflection point now. That's uh, clearly shown you've broken through. Uh, uh, and then we'll do a deeper dive as I guess uh, the Cantex acquisition closes and other things start coming because it sounds like a lot's happening. So I'm going to leave last word to you. Uh, what do you want to say to your shareholders who uh, have been loyal, but at the same time have had to suffer through industry issues, even some weed MD issues, right? But you guys have picked yourself up and now you're really, what's, your, what's the last word from you to, to all of them? I think, I think the reason why you invested in this company is the exact reason why we're going to be successful. It, it was a vision, and now that vision has been turned into proper execution, and we're executing for once. And I got to tell you, we're executing now. Q1 was a, was a glimpse at $12 million. Q2 will also be um, a further representation of what this company is capable of, and then you're going to continue to see that. This is a company that is now set up for success um, in so many different ways. And uh, the, the future is promising. And, uh, you know, I want to thank all the shareholders. They've been very, very supportive. And uh, I look forward to showing them the success of the future. Thanks, George. Thanks for being here, uh, taking out the time because you're running a great enterprise here. So it means a lot to everybody at home. And congratulations to you and the team for a great uh, you know, 2020 result and even better Q1 result that made my eyes pop when I look at it and looking back, looking forward to having you back next time. Thanks, George. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. 
to George Scorsese, CEO and Executive Chair over at WeedMD, trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol WMD for our friends in the US under WDDM and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 4WE. Your part now, you gotta do your due diligence. Step one, get to the WeedMD profile in Agoracom because there's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in WeedMD, which is great, but we give you a great 10,000 foot overview so you can really understand the company and what it's doing. And then do your deeper dive. You can see the URL right above George, weedmd.com. Get over to their site, do a deeper dive. Uh, our thesis at Agoracom is that cannabis is going to continue. The cannabis market is going to continue to grow this decade. And the numbers have shown that it's going to be uh, the global legal, legal cannabis market is going to be $84 billion by 2028. Well, you got to decide by doing your due, your due diligence if WeedMD is going to be a part of that or how big of a part of that there's going to be. We can't do that for you. You got to do it. Just don't say 12 months from now. We didn't tell you so about WeedMD. Have a great day. See you next time.